Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No Podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. All right, fam. So last week I covered vulnerability and I referenced the work of author and professor Brene Brown, who has done extensive studies and research on human interaction. So we covered the idea that vulnerability is at the core of developing and maintaining human connection. Today, I want to talk about a topic that has been paramount in my life, quite literally life-changing and something I think is the most powerful emotion or well, like an action that someone can have or do, and that is forgiveness, the ability to forgive. First and foremost, I want to address some myths about forgiveness. One, that forgiveness is a sign of weakness. Two, forgive and forget is the rule. Three, forgiveness is immediate. And four, you can only forgive someone who is actually sorry. I'm gonna go through these one by one. Forgiveness myth number one. Forgiveness makes you weak. This is false. The ability to forgive is actually a huge strength. I remember a few years ago when, um, this is a funny comparison, maybe not so funny, I'm not sure. I remember a few years ago when Beyonce's Lemonade album came out and I watched that whole like super video that she did, basically outlining a possible or very real affair. I have no idea because I am neither one of them. And I remember listening to the album getting all heated, like, what the actual fuck? This piece of shit had an affair and all that. And oh my gosh, she's airing out their dirty laundry. Oh my gosh. Music does that. It elicits all of the emotions. And that's why we love it so much. Music makes us feel. But anyway, you get to the end of the soundtrack or the album and Beyonce is essentially like, I forgive you. Whether we agree that she should or should not have been so forgiving is not the point. The point is that I remember thinking, damn, that's big. Damn, that shit is powerful. Forgiveness, that shit is powerful. I remember thinking, might be more powerful than love. But like, love is a part of forgiveness. Empathy is a part of forgiveness. Humility is part of forgiveness. Forgiveness is this all-encompassing, all-inclusive, super emotion or super ability. And no, I'm not basing my mythbuster on Beyonce's Lemonade album, Chill. I just know firsthand how strong someone has to be in order to forgive sometimes. It's easy to hold a grudge. Seriously, it's easy. Why? Because it's outward. Grudges, they project. Grudges project blame. Grudges by nature don't involve introspection or even much thought. Sure, we can ruminate over why we are angry with someone or have a grudge against someone or are unwilling to forgive someone, but all of those big feelings, they're, they're outward. The thoughts go outward. They don't come inward. They certainly don't heal the wound. Holding a grudge is like picking a scab every day. It prolongs the healing. Forgiveness, whether you think or anyone thinks is deserved or not, is healing. And what happens in healing? You literally get stronger. Okay, moving on to myth or idea in this case, number two, you must forgive and forget. No, <laughs> you don't have to forget shit. <laughs> okay, you don't have to forget the things that hurt you. You do 
get to choose how you move through your feelings about a hurtful experience. And you do get to learn from what or whom hurt you. By approaching difficult experiences from a lens of empowered forgiveness, empowered forgiveness, guys, okay? You give yourself the opportunity to reflect, to assess who you were when it, whatever it is or was, happened. Who you are today, how you might do things differently, how you might avoid something similar happening in the future. You get to consider your part in it, and we always have a part. And something that's really special that you get to do for yourself as you forgive others or as as you forgive yourself is rather than forgetting, you get to tell that younger version of yourself all the ways that you are there for her now. That may have happened then, and this is now. And now you are older, even if it's just by a day, and you are wiser, and you are more energetically open to forgiveness. We're putting it on into the universe. Holding on to pain, anger, and resentment only poisons your own well. It really only hurts yourself. It actually takes a lot of empathy and self-awareness to forgive and not forget, but instead move through the pain. And there are a lot of people out there who consider themselves self-aware and really actually lack a lot of it. I think self-awareness is 100% a requirement when it comes to a person's ability to forgive. Real forgiveness comes with empathy. Myth number three, forgiveness is immediate. No, it ain't. I don't think this is foolproof. It might be possible, okay? I don't think it's foolproof though. At least for me, it has not been. I've actually tried to forgive people quickly and I guess sometimes it's worked depending on what has happened, I guess. But other times when I have forgiven before I've been ready to forgive or actually done the work, There has usually been some residual resentment that has come up down the road. I believe that forgiveness takes time. And like we already covered, it requires reflection and empathy and actually love. I think it's fine and healthy for forgiveness to be a process. And I think it's fine and healthy to communicate that you are not in a space where you're able to forgive someone at the moment, but that you hope to get there because ultimately it is in your best interest to forgive those who trespass against you. Which brings me to my next forgiveness myth. Forgiveness myth number four is that you can only forgive someone who is actually sorry. This is a loaded one, guys. There are going to be times in your life when you will need to make a decision on whether or not you are willing or capable of forgiving someone who is not even sorry. They could simply just not be sorry, or they can adamantly and actively still be hostile. Unfortunately, I happen to have a lot of experience in this department. I have numerous times in my life had to forgive people who weren't sorry for hurting me. Most notably, I've had to forgive my mother. And truly, I don't even think of it as had to anymore. I think of it as I get to or got to. Why? Because I used to live in such a place of anger and resentment toward my mother that I was legitimately incapable of forgiving her. My anger was justified. But the pain that I carried really, really hurt me the most. She's not here anymore to express how like my anger and resentment and withholding of forgiveness felt for her, but as a mother myself, and really just as a person, right? I I can't imagine that that felt good. And that's that. I don't really think or know for certain that my mom was sorry for the things that happened. I don't know if she can even remember them. And so it took me years and years and years to forgive my mother without any type of closure available to me except for her death. And fortunately, though I was not 
physically with my mom when she passed, I did have some solace knowing that I had in my heart forgiven her. I stand by the idea that I got to forgive her rather than the idea that I had to forgive her. This conversation is so good, but before we keep going, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Sana Skin Studio. The best way for me to describe Sana is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, Sana's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I've had at Sana has been a chance to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. I want to encourage my listeners to pause. It takes a tremendous amount of courage and humility to forgive. It really, it really, really does. People talk about the courage and empathy part of forgiveness a lot, but I haven't heard a lot of buzz around how much humility it actually takes. Let's just take a minute. What are some elements of humility? Some elements of humility are not looking down on others or not having a sense of superiority over others, being generous, being, being willing to learn about other ways of thinking. Today, when I think of people that I've encountered who've had a hard time with forgiveness, I have noticed, well, first of all, I've noticed a lot of pain, right? I've witnessed people who are in so much emotional pain that they truly can't see the forest through the trees. And my heart hurts for those people. But when that attitude of unwillingness to forgive festers and broods, I have noticed people who are not tapping into empathy or humility. Guys, I'm not a therapist. I have an art degree, okay? <laughs> you can take what I'm saying with a grain of salt and throw it over your shoulder out the window. But I've talked to a lot of people, men and women, people who have opened up to me and bore their souls about their pains. I don't know why me, but that's just the way it's been in my life. And hello, I've been the forgiver and the one who wants to be forgiven. So from personal experience, being on both ends of the forgiveness spectrum, if you will, I know that forgiveness most benefits the forgiver because it grants the forgiver space to release their resentments and live a more happy, joyous, and free life. I've witnessed it countless times. And sometimes that involves forgiving people and systems and populations of people who are not sorry. The reality is that some people are incapable of looking within. Some people can tolerate hearing how their actions affected you. And let me tell you what's not fun. What's not fun is trying to convince someone to be sorry. I work a program of recovery that holds fast to the idea that we can humbly ask for forgiveness, but we will not grovel. This is where you must have a strong sense of self-worth. We will not grovel. We will humbly ask for forgiveness. And it is up to the hopeful forgiver to choose. I choose more often than not, even if it takes time, a long time, to forgive because I find that it liberates me. And by the way, let's remember that you do not have to forget. You may forgive and walk away if an environment is too hostile for you. It's part of why I remained estranged from my own mother up until her death. I'm not saying this is what you should do, just cut people out of your life and walk away. But I am saying that you get to choose to forgive and you get to choose with whom, what, when, where, why, and how you move forward. So before we conclude, I want to read a passage, you know, from my favorite, Brene Brown, from her book, Rising Strong, The Reckoning, The Rumble, The Revolution. 
This is a bit of a long passage, so stay here with me. I think you guys are just going to love this, and I think it's a great way to end today's chat. Words from Brene Brown. In order for forgiveness to happen, something has to die. If you make a choice to forgive, you have to face the pain. You simply have to hurt. She goes on to say, I instantly buried my head in my hands. It was as if someone had finally put the right sequence of numbers into a giant combination lock that I had been carrying around for years. The tumbler started turning and falling into place. Everything was clicking. That was the piece that was missing. Forgiveness is so difficult because it involves death and grief. I had been looking for patterns in people extending generosity and love, but not in people feeling grief. At that moment, it struck me. Given the dark fears we feel when we experience loss, Nothing is more generous and loving than the willingness to embrace grief in order to forgive. To be forgiven is to be loved. The death or ending that forgiveness necessitates comes in many shapes and forms. We may need to bury our expectations or dreams. We may need to relinquish the power that comes with being right or put to rest the idea that we can do what's in our hearts and still retain the support and approval of others. Brene Brown goes on to quote Archbishop Desmond Tutu, to forgive is not just to be altruistic. It is the best form of self-interest. It is also a process that does not exclude hatred and anger. Listen to that. It's also a process that does not exclude hatred and anger. These emotions are all part of being human. You should never hate yourself for hating others who do terrible things. The depth of your love is shown by the extent of your anger. However, when I talk forgiveness, I mean the belief that you can come out the other side a better person, a better person than one being consumed by anger and hatred. Remaining in that state locks you in a state of victimhood, making you almost dependent on the perpetrator. If you can find it in yourself to forgive, then you are no longer chained to the perpetrator. You can move on, and you can even help the perpetrator to become a better person too. End quote from Archbishop Tutu, and I'm resuming Brown. So forgiveness is not forgetting or walking away from accountability or condoning a hurtful act. It's the process of taking back and healing our lives so that we can truly live. What the Tutus found in their work on forgiveness validates not just the importance of naming our experiences and owning our stories, but also how rumbling with a process can lead to clarity, wisdom, and self-love. So often we want a quick and easy answer to complex struggles. We question our own bravery and in the face of fear, we back down too early, end quote. So my friends, I hope today's message helped in some way and I hope that you never give up on yourself. I want you to take a moment and think about any pain or resentment that you are holding on to. And I want you to consider how that pain and resentment is serving you. Write about it, get mad about it, write it all down, scream in a pillow, engage in some type of healthy release, and when your heart and mind become quiet, ask yourself if you are willing to forgive anyone or thing or experience that has trespassed against you. Thank you so much for listening today, my loves. I'm so grateful for all of you. Over now. This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio. Be sure to use my code, the no glow for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. 
More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams.